Hi y'all, welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. Um, today we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and the anxiety behind it. Um, it's been going on for several months now. It is uh, April 24th, so we've all experienced quite a bit more than others. Um, but these outbreaks can be very stressful. Um, the coronavirus disease um, for most people will cause some type of fear and anxiety about the disease and can be super overwhelming and cause strong emotions in adults and both children because um, the children don't understand what's going on either. They can't see their friends. They can't go to school. Um, I know there's a lot of good videos out there right now to kind of help the kids learn about what's going on, um, especially when they start seeing family members that are sick, um, that pass away from it. Um, all they know is they got sick and they are no longer with us and they went to heaven. So um, coping with the stress um, will make you and the people that you care about um, and your community stronger but we have to learn how to deal with that stress um, stress during an infectious disease outbreak can include a lot of fear and worry about your own health and your health of your loved ones um, it can change your sleep and your eating patterns difficulty um, sleeping concentrating um, it can worsen your chronic health problems if you have current chronic health problems which most of us have some type of underlining health issue especially if you're past the age of 30. We have chronic pain, asthma, allergies, high blood pressure, diabetes so it's super super important if you weren't taking care of yourself as you should have been before to um do those things now um and not to increase the use of alcohol, tobacco, or any other drugs, um, especially with this coronavirus, it usually goes straight to the lungs. Well, not usually, it does. Um, easier said than done um, because we all are some most, so either smoke or, you know, um, marijuana is used as um, a lot of um for chronic pain and um, other underlining conditions like cancer and stuff like that too. Um, but maybe seek other alternative ways to do it if you are going to do it. Um, there's lots of different um, ways you can do that, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, everybody reacts to stress differently in situations. Um, how we respond to the outbreak can depend on your background, um, the things that make you different from other people and the community that you live in. People who respond more strongly to stress of a crisis um, usually include like older people, people with chronic diseases, people that are higher at risk for severe illness um, from COVID-19 because they know that they're more vulnerable to the situation. Children and teens, of course, because like I mentioned, they don't really have a complete understanding of what is going on. Um, 
especially a lot of people in their 20s, they think they can't be affected by it because they put out their, oh, it's just going to affect the elderly people, the elderly communities, and it doesn't, that's not necessarily true. So they go about their life, even though we're supposed to be in quarantine, um, that um, they will still go hang out with their friends, have gatherings while everybody else is completely on lockdown. So I don't think they really see the big picture when it comes to that. Um, a lot of this virus stuff was downplayed at the beginning. And I've said from the beginning, science data um, statistics show um, it's, you know, don't really look at the political side of it um, because um, people are passing away, unfortunately, and um, it's um, we all kind of got to do our part and um, be safe out there. Um, people that are helping with the response of COVID-19, like doctors, other healthcare providers, or first responders, um, will um, usually most of them um, are pretty strong about the situation. They know how to protect themselves, but you also see people that are like, oh, it's not a big deal or whatever. Um, but for the most part, um, and then you have people with mental health conditions, um, including problems with substance abuse. Um, they have a hard time responding to stress like this. So um, I'm a crisis response counselor and I have seen our calls go up tremendously because if you already had anxiety before all of this happened, so any major thing that happens will add more anxiety on top of it and people don't know how to deal with it. So then comes along with substance abuse on top of the mental health issues, then it causes a down spiral overall bigger problem. So we really have to learn how to take care of ourselves in our community um, taking care of yourself, your friends, your family, um, can help you cope with stress. Um, you've got to speak out and speak up. Um, helping others cope with stress can also make your community grow stronger. I've seen so many people reach out to people that have gone through something and they come together to community. And I just think it's completely beautiful of how people can come together and help others, um, whether if they just disinfect it and place it on their doorstep or a phone call or a video chat. Um, but it's awesome. And you got to worry about the people that tend to isolate that don't know how to deal with it, whether if they're freaking out or they go into isolation about it. Um, you know, try to find those happy ways. You got to be upbeat and, you know, try to, you know, always do. We've been doing a lot of video chatting. Um, people that I wouldn't normally video chat all the time. It's like a weekly schedule. Like we have to keep doing it. You have to do it when you feel like you don't want to do it. That's when you need to do it the most. Um, that's when you need it the most is when you don't feel like doing it. Um, ways to cope with stress. You have to take breaks from watching, reading, or listening to news stories, including social media. Hearing about the pag pandemic repeatedly can be upsetting. So we constantly get absorbed in what's going on. I know when it first all started with me and my family, um, 
from the morning to the evening it was like we we got to know what's going on what is going on because you that curiosity but that curiosity can cause more stress on top of it so you have to find that balance just like with anything else um you have to take care of your body you got to learn to take deep breaths stretch meditate um, do more church um, i've been attending church at least three times a day during the quarantine um, that's my go-to um, getting the word of god into my system more and knowing what i can do to help people keep if I keep myself stronger, then I'll be able to help people. But you have to take care of yourself first. Um, try eating healthy and well-balanced meals. Um, more vegetables. And I know a lot of the grocery stores are, you know, it's like you don't want to go to the grocery store every week or every other week. Um, so stock up on a lot of healthy vegetables, learn how to store them so they can last longer. Um, especially you don't want to leave them out. If you keep them in the refrigerator, obviously they'll last longer that way. Um, you got to exercise regularly, regularly and, um, get plenty of sleep. Um, even if it's just taking a walk, um, walking your dogs or just walking around the block, seeing just nature and kind of zoning out. And getting, like I said, that balance will help tremendously and not just constantly working out inside your home because um, going stir crazy is not good for your mind and your soul as well. You have to seek other options and try to see what other people are doing. Like I um, am part of um, healthcare field as well and um, I know a lot of people from different aspects all around the United States and a lot of people are offering um, online free exercise um, activities and stuff like that. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what routine to do or anything like that, look online and just search it and um, YouTube is a very good resource for everything. <laughs> from cooking, exercise, music. It's pretty awesome. Um, avoid alcohol and drugs. Um, alcohol and drugs are a super bad depressant, um, especially when people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so depressed or I'm so anxious, I need a drink or alcohol or drugs. It's not my thing, um, but... Um, it's not my way to unwind. I don't, I don't like it, but a lot of people do that. So try, you know, to cut it down a bit if that's what you choose to do. Um, but, um, and you got to connect with others. Like I mentioned, talk with people that you trust about your concerns and how you are feeling. Um, like I said, the video chatting is awesome because you're actually seeing people and you're interacting with people, just not people inside your home um, or through text or through Messenger or Facebook. Oh, Facebook's cool, but you know, when you're video chatting, chatting, you can see people laugh and laughter carries such a huge um, impact on our life. It you see someone smile, you want to smile, you know, it's, it's contagious completely. So, um, and you know, make time to unwind for yourself, even if it's set, setting aside at least an hour a day, if you're not working, you're at home, um, or if you're taking care of others, like most of us do, 
you have to set aside a time. Um, I know as women, we um, don't set aside the time. We're like, okay, I got to take care of the husband, the kids, the dogs, the house, shopping bills. I got to take care of all of this. And what about me? Then then we set ourselves short, which, you know, husbands can do too. But wives were more of the, we care about people. We want to make sure everybody else take care of, do you have everything you need? What do we got to do? Whatever. And then we're left, you know, alone. So I've learned to set aside at least an hour for myself, whether if it's, you know, meditating, listening to my music. And when I say meditating, I'm meaning um, I put on my air diffusers and I listen to some jazz or some nice ocean sounds because I'm an ocean fanatic. So you find what works for you. And um, I think overall, it will help re- um, reduce that anxiety and stress and the fact of I'm not knowing or just the fact of you, you know, you're not working. So then there's the financial aspect, which causes a lot of issues with any um buddy whether if you're an individual or you're married or the family or you're taking care of others that's going to put a lot of pressure so there's a lot of resources and at the end of each um, podcast I will always provide resources of whatever topic I am talking about Um, and you can always message my podcast as well if you need additional resources I have unlimited resources like I said I'm a crisis counselor so Um, that's our thing. We want to connect people with what they need and, um, it inspires me to help people and, um, so they can do better. Um, know the facts, um, to help reduce the stress. Sharing the facts about COVID-19, um, you got to understand the risk to yourself and the people that you care about, um, can make the outbreak less stressful. So if you know what you can do to be preventative, um, you know, such as we all know, wash your hands, which I don't know why I, I wash my hands so many times a day before any of this happened, but more so now it's like I walk around with my bleach bottle or, you know, um, and just keeping everything sanitary completely. Um, even when I would bring my groceries in from the grocery store, I would bleach out every package on the outside. Um, Before I would even stick it into my fridge, I would wash every single vegetable, fruit um, in a sink, whether if it was an avocado and banana, we're not going to eat that outside of a banana or avocado, but someone might have touched that. So before I put it anywhere on my counter, um, I'm washing everything. I mean, everything, plastic, cardboard, you name it, but nothing's going to go into my fridge and contaminate anything else because then there's no point. So, um, when you share accurate information about COVID-19, um, you can make people feel less stressed and, uh, make a connection with them. Like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, um, pay attention to what's really going on. And a lot of it's just common sense. Um, if you're wearing a mask, you don't wear it on your chin. Um, you take it off by the earlobes and not by your face. You don't want to touch your face. Um, don't wear gloves everywhere around town. Um, there's a cross contamination, as we all know, and the healthcare f- care field that, um, you touch one thing, you go touch another thing and it just transfers, you touch your phone and it goes on and on and on. Um, you're better off just wearing no gloves and sanitizing your hands constantly and then sanitizing everything before you come into your home. 
Um, so we um, also need to take care of our mental health. If you feel like you're stressed out and, um, you know, we all talk about, like I mentioned before in another podcast of mine, how we, I just went over, you know, taking care of your physical health and eating right and exercise and all that stuff. Your mind is the most powerful thing because it will cause you, if you don't take care of your mind, then if you're not able to stay positive and keep going, um, then you won't want to work out. You're like, oh, not today. Then you'll find a million different excuses. Or I, you know, find activities like I have tons of different stuff that goes on um, that I'm always busy in some form or fashion that anybody that knows me. Um, but um, if, you know, even if you can just call your health care provider, um, if, if stress gets too far away, um, from your daily activities, um, several days in a row, then you want to, you know, just kind of be like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. Or like I said, reach out to family and friends. Um, and that'll help just talking about it and getting it out. Anybody with pre-existing mental health conditions should continue with their treatment and be aware of any new worsening symptoms because, um, if they already have, like I said, pre-lying, pre-existing conditions, then that will cause um, them to possibly even get sick. And then they're not aware, like, oh, this is really going to affect me. They think, you know, they don't really think about it as more in depth as we do. Um, and that's really taking care of your emotional health. Um, you got to watch out for your parents and the children's and the teens because, um, to me, I think they're the most vulnerable. Um, for one, our parents, uh, anybody that's my age in their forties has parents in their fifties, sixties and their grandparents that, um, we always want to check on them to make sure that they're okay. Um, you know, those are the ones that do need to be isolated and not travel and, and so forth. Um, we want to make sure that if we're not there, that we are helping making sure that they have a caregiver and that their caregiver is doing everything that they need to do to take care of them. Because once they go outside that home and they're not taking precautions of stay, staying safe and then coming into the parents' home, then what the parents are doing by staying isolated or in quarantine, um, then it doesn't even matter. So we have to make sure that these people are really taking it seriously. Um, we'll be living with this virus for quite some time. And um, I think if we just learn like, okay, this is what we got to do to adapt now. And we learn on if we got to even before any of this stuff happened, like if we're on the flu season or if I knew people were sick all the time, I would wear a mask anyway, but that's just who I am. Um, I'm a germaphobe, so, you know. Um, you got to watch out for behaviors and changes in your children, especially um, children. I mean, most adults don't know how to express themselves, so how can you expect a child to express themselves? Um not all children and teens will respond the same way to stress. Um, the common changes that you want to watch out for are um, excessive crying and irritation in younger children. 
returning to behaviors that they've outgrown. So if they used to do bedwetting five years back and all of a sudden they're doing it again, it's stress. It's stress for kids. It's not because they had you know, too much to drink or they stayed up all night, you know, look into the reasons why before you go into punishing your children, because like I said, they, they handle stress a different way. Um, excessive worrying and sadness, a lot of questions like what's going on. They're just constantly worried that, you know, they could be hearing other stories from other friends and they're getting the wrong information. So we just have to show encouragement and tell them the actual resources and communication is really, really huge with that. Um, unhealthy eating and sleeping habits. All of a sudden, they just want to gorge out in Twinkies or candies, which most kids love anyway. But you really want to pay attention to, you know, if they are not eating at all. Um, so um, there's also a lot of acting out in teens. You know, they're doing a lot of stuff or being more... Um, more wild than they were before. Um, poor school performance or avoiding school. Well, right now, a lot of it's on school, so they don't have a lot of time that they got to commit to online school anyway. So if they're not willing to do it at all, that's a problem, or they're just getting too used to being home. Um, difficulty with attention and concentration um, to where they can't concentrate. Their mind's probably going a million miles an hour. So we can be like, hey, what can we do to concentrate? Do we turn on some music? Do we dance around the house? You know, video chat with some friends. Um, <clears throat> avoidance of activities that they enjoyed in the past. So all of a sudden they love talking to their friends, but they don't even want to be on the phone. Well, we all know that that's a problem. Um, kids love to be on the phone. So if they're not really interacting like they should, you know, you got to try to find positive ways and encourage them to seek other resources like we would do. And I'd be like, oh, you know, you can't be on the phone. Yes, there's a balance and a limit to it, but um, encourage them to reach out to their friends. Um, but kids can also have unexplained headaches and body pain within their body because stress, like I said, the mind's a powerful thing. So you'll start to feel sick. You'll start to feel achy. You know, it's it's more powerful um, than anything, I think. And that's why we got to try to figure out um, what the underlying problem is. And then we don't have to worry about additional problems later on. Um, also with kids too, also, you don't want to, you want to worry about alcohol and tobacco and drugs too, because kids will seek, you know, I don't know what's going on and my friend's trying it and, um, so forth. But other ways that you can support your child is to be a role, role model, um, limit your family exposure to the news coverage because media, we all know, hypes everything up. So, and always reassure, reassure your children or your teen, and answer any questions that they might have about COVID-19. But, you know, you don't want to give them the wrong information. So, you know, make sure that you do your research before you start putting the word out there. Because why would we want to direct our children, our parents, or anybody into a wrong direction? Um, so do your research. I research pretty much almost everything and um, make sure it's real facts and not the media. Um, I go by science and data and not by what people are just saying on Facebook because that's completely ridiculous. So um, 
I hope you all enjoyed. Um, stay positive and keep going during this COVID-19 stuff. I know there's a lot of people that are in my family have been um, affected by this of losing a loved one. And I just keep everybody in my prayers and um, know that they are in heaven now. And we just got to pray um, for people people's healing in this um, time of grief. It's um, such a devastating um, thing that everybody has to go through. Um, but I will be back. Um, I want to provide y'all with some resources. Um, with the COVID-19, you can go to, um, Aunt Bertha. That's AuntBertha.com. Um, they offer information and resources on free or reduced cost services, medical care, food, job, um, opportunities, legal services, um, job training, and a lot, lot more. So you can go there for that. Um, you can also, if you're feeling overwhelmed at all, you can text 741-741. And that's a crisis response team. And they can kind of help even if you're just like, hey, I'm super anxious today. Or if you know somebody that might need it. Um, especially a lot of teens, they like to text. So that's a very, very good option for them. Um, you know, so just kind of put that out for there for them. And you can also dial pound 211 for your local resources in your area. And they can give you, um, whether if you're suffering from, health, you know, um, financial issues or, um, I mean, anything and everything they have access to as well. So, um, thanks again for listening to Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Um, I usually only do one episode per week, but this is my second one this week. So I will post another one next week on Wednesday. I will have a couple special guests attending and we'll be interviewing them to see kind of their stresses that they've gone through with, um, through with mental health issues. So look forward to that. Um, reach out to me on Anchor um, or you can also email me at perfectlyimperfectawareness at gmail.com. All right, y'all take care.